Welcome to Awaken to Sleep Education. We've got a lot of questions. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, let's go for it. We're yeah. So, so um, the uh, on the night owl, um, one of the questions was, uh, how does the night owl measure breath, and can it be reused for titration and the final sleep study without additional fees? Um, I'll let you handle the breath answer. I'll answer the fee side, you guys. Um, the titration tests uh, can be utilized on the night owl without having a physician's read. But if you're talking about the final efficacy test actually being um, read by a physician, obviously that read is going to incur an additional fee um, at the very end. But yeah, um, go ahead for the, the clinical side of that. Yeah, so very briefly, um... The, the way the night owl works is, you know, when we, when we have an apnea or a hypopnea, what happens is your airway constricts, your oxygen levels fall, and that triggers an adrenergic response, right? So your adrenaline and noradrenaline levels go up. That causes vasoconstriction, right? So every time your airway constricts, your oxygen levels fall, you get an adrenergic response, and your blood vessels constrict. So what we're measuring on your finger is the constriction um, of the blood vessel that occurs because of the airflow abnormality. That's how the airflow and the, uh, the vasoconstrictive signal are linked. And if you link that further to a drop in oxygen level, now you actually have the full spectrum. So you know that there was a stop breathing event, you know that there was vasoconstriction and you know that the oxygen level fell. And that's how you uh, mm -hmm. diagnose sleep apnea with this device. Cool, awesome. Um, another, uh, so complete 90 degree turn here, uh, will all medical insurance companies, including Medicare, accept sleep tests that are ordered via telemedicine, um, without physician referral and face-to-face. -face. So I'm guessing the question is without a live physical contact consult, will telemedicine suffice for all payers in all States? And they specifically asked about Michigan. I'm guessing they're in, uh, in the, <laughs> in that, in that state. Go ahead. Yeah, um, so we have not had any issues getting paid uh, for home sleep tests from any company that we know so far with telemedicine. Um, so no, there's, there's no issue with that. Cool. Uh, Autumn asks, does the patient know their consult fee in the practice uh, prior to making the um, appointment? I can answer that absolutely. on the dental side. Yes, absolutely. Uh, they have to know what the fee is walking into it. Um, Okay, so we got a lot. I'm gonna pepper you with these. Um, what uh, technology-wise, what technology requirements um, are there for performing a telemedicine consult, both for the patient and the doctor's office? Smartphone, computer, a Zoom account, like what, what's required there? Yeah, so um, our platform uh, is enabled for uh, any device. So it could be a laptop, it could be a computer, it could be a mobile device, an iPad, doesn't matter. So we basically have the patient just log in uh, with a username and password, hit a link, and they're on. So it's, okay. it's just like Zoom. Got it. Um, it. Okay, it sounds like my team needs to be on board for this telemedicine workflow. How would you recommend we train them? Uh, I'll pay whoever asked this. Could you share the last slide for yes. our uh, offer that we have? Sure, um, absolutely. So we're... we're, we're uh, the course offer you guys is um, uh, that we've got for you is our course uh, with Awaken to Sleep. Uh, if you can see it here, uh, we basically wanna invite you guys to a two day event. If you like some of what we were dropping tonight, 
Uh, we do a lot more of that. We have a lot of fun. It's a Friday, Saturday course. Uh, the next one that's coming up is the 14th and 15th of May. So that's a week and a half from now. Uh, because you guys have attended the webinar and we have that available, uh, we've got limited seats, but if you guys want one, it's half off. Uh, so if you go to awakentosleep.com backslash events, that event for you guys is going to be 50% off. For the 297, you get 14 CEs and you get to invite 14 members. So it's doc plus four, that's five people, 14 CEs each. And uh, I have to tell you, Dr. Greg Manning, uh, who is our co-presenter on that course is stinking funny. So uh, if you guys want some education on the workflow, the how-tos, that kind of thing, uh, strongly encourage you guys go there. Um, thank you for the, uh, the question and the shameless plug there. Um, I'll get into a few more here. Um, Dr. Bijwadia, back to you on this. Uh, could you walk us through a, a brief outline of what you would go through with a dental patient who you're reviewing their HSC report? So post initial consult sleep test, you're talking to them about next steps. Let's say it's for oral appliance therapy. What does that conversation look like? Yeah, I'll give, I'll give you my uh, spiel that I give my patients, right? So I say, um, Mrs. Smith, uh, you know, your sleep study confirms the fact that you have sleep apnea. And uh, when we do a sleep test, what we're essentially doing is counting the number of times your upper airway is collapsing and causing your oxygen levels to fall. Um, we classify it as mild, moderate, or severe based on the number of times your airway collapses. In your case, it looks like you have moderate sleep apnea. So let's say your apnea index was 14 or you know 18, something like that. And I would say that for patients with mild to moderate sleep apnea, there's a couple of choices. Um, there's CPAP, which is a mask that fits over the face and pressurizes the airway from the inside. Dental devices are like a mouth guard that uh, gently move the mandible forward and passively open up the airway. Uh, dental devices work great for patients with mild to moderate sleep apnea, and oftentimes patients sort of stick with it better uh, just because it's more comfortable. You do need to see a dentist that, you know, is trained in dental sleep medicine so that, you know, they, they are able to do that for you. And also it's important for us to do a before and after study to make sure that the dental device works. But um, in the long run, um, you know, dental devices have been shown to be as effective as CPAP. Certainly for severe sleep apnea, I would say that CPAP is a better choice uh, as an initial. However, there are many patients with severe sleep apnea who, who can tolerate CPAP or prefer a dental device, and that's okay too. So that's one of the, you know, a two minute spiel that I would give the patient and then yeah. answer their questions from there. Awesome. Uh, any, uh, any feedback on your case acceptance? I know that's a, that's more of a dental word on the, the business side of the house, but how many patients do you get that look at you and say, yeah, I don't think so. Or yeah. they just do what you say. Like, do you have the magic wand? You know, I, I have to say that, you know, once a patient comes through for a consult and does home sleep testing, we find that they're pretty committed. And um, I just haven't had patients that are, you know, go through the process and say, oh, now I'm just not going to do anything about it. It's just not that common. So um, I think that, you know, we do emphasize the risks of untreated sleep apnea. Um, I go through the physiology of sleep apnea with the patients. And by the end of it, I think, um, you know, just like in my practice, we just don't have that sort of, they, they might sort of waver between what treatment they want, that's for sure. But whether to treat or not, no, I think they usually go forward. Got it. Uh, Joseph's got a question. Can an insurance company demand a trial CPAP 
or a CPAP trial, even if a physician prescribes an oral appliance? Yeah. Yes. So that's a good question. Um, the answer is yes. Uh, very, very few insurances actually do require that. Um, you know, there's a company called AIM that sometimes has, you know, certain Blue Cross Blue Shields uh, require that. Um, but I have to tell you that we, we are happy to write peer review letters. And we certainly have, to, um, you know, with every prescription, we always write a certificate of me medical need. So when mm -hmm. a dentist has a prescription, they have our CMN right with it. Um, right. And so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's it, obviously we're aware of that, uh, but we're mm -hmm. happy to fight with the insurers. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, sometimes that needs to happen. That's for sure. Um, okay, uh, scheduled for their appointment. Oh, what is the ideal setting for a patient when you do a telemedicine consult? Is it in their house? Is it them coming back to the dentist's office? And I guess we could parlay that into another question, which is no-show rates, even if someone's committed or paid for the visit. So ideal setting and how to avoid no-show rates. Let's, let's put those two together. Sure. So um, on a typical, um, I would say that the no-show rate is less than 10%, less than 5% even. So out of 100 patients we see, maybe five don't show. Uh, I think okay. that's partly because they've been prepped and they've paid, right? So it's unusual mm -hmm. for somebody not to do it. In terms of where to do the consult, um, you know, I think it depends on the patient's schedule. Uh, but we I would say 95% of our consults are done with the patient either in their home or their office or even in a car. You know, they just take out, whip out their phone, you know, stop for a few minutes and do that. So, so we've seen all flavors. Now there are, um, there's no problem doing a, a consult at the dental office. The hard part is the scheduling, you know, making yeah. sure that you have this, that, uh, that schedule aligned. That's a little bit uh, harder to do. Got it. But if they're doing it on checkout, like what you mentioned, Yep. They've got the patient in front of them that gets scheduled at the same time they have a window or a, a column right. uh, and so open. Far, yeah, I mean, so far, uh, you know, we are able to schedule patients, I'll say within two to three days. So we don't have yeah. long wait periods. I mean, if it takes, you know, more than a week to schedule a consult, then maybe the no-show rate would be higher. But we yep. typically say see patients within 48 hours. So it's it's pretty quick. Awesome. Okay. Um, uh, time frame. Okay. You already hit time frame for receiving the RX post consult. That's, uh, so let's say the consult happens mm -hmm. at what point should the dentist office expect to have your chart notes and prescription, that kind of thing. Yep. So once the consult happens, um, we wait for the home sleep study, uh, to be done. We typically do two nights of testing mm -hmm. and usually within 48 hours of the sleep study being done, the report is back in with a prescription. So I would Got say um, pretty realistic to think that a week after this consult is completed, you would have all of the documentation and the prescription in hand. Gotcha. And does that, the prescription and the letter of medical necessity, does that also include the chart notes automatically from uh, the consults? Yep. So you can download the chart notes uh, whenever you want. Absolutely. Got it. And also, cool. I, I mean, I, I do want to emphasize that, uh, you know, if a patient does require other forms of therapy, we do arrange that. So we have nationwide collaboration with, uh, you know, with other therapies as well. Got it. Awesome. Well, uh, we are almost 10 after. Uh, so we are on, we'll, we'll call this on time uh, for today, especially given the amount of questions that we had. Yeah. Um, 
So since we're past the time uh, from a CE requirement, guys, just a, a reminder, uh, there is uh, there are two links in the chat right now. Uh, one, you can go to the survey for your CEs. You wanna get those CEs, again, 37.2 seconds to finish your survey. It's not long. The second link uh, is for the upcoming course. If you guys wanna go deeper into uh, dental sleep medicine, you wanna have some fun on a weekend, uh, click that link, get your ticket. Uh, last thing, if you wanna see Dr. Jack Deep again, you can schedule a consult directly with him at sleepmedrx.com. If you're a dental office looking to integrate this into your practice, uh, Awaken to Sleep would love to help you. Uh, we work with uh, Jagdeep and uh, many of his colleagues. So we'd love to get you guys connected with a workflow that makes sense for your practice and uh, connected to their providers. So thank you guys for your time. Doc, any uh, any parting words to sound yeah, out here? Yeah, listen, I, 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 love, uh, I love working with dentists, so this is great. And uh, I would love for uh, the audience, if they want to connect with me on LinkedIn, just you know keep in touch. Uh, any questions, always here to help. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, Doc, for your time tonight. Uh, we hope you guys have a good rest of your evening. Thank you for joining us on this webinar. If you'd like more information on dental sleep medicine education, coaching, or home sleep testing services, please feel free to reach out to us at awakentosleep.com forward slash edu or at info at awaken2sleep.com. Thank you and have a great day.